Lodgecasters, welcome to the Lodgecast, the official podcast show of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. This is being recorded at Nopalero Studios. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building. That's right, folks, the Penthouse Suite. They say it's supposed to rain tomorrow, so it's a little overcast outside. Can't see Catalina Island or downtown LA from here, but still, beautiful view. You're tuned in to episode 40. We have a great guest for you. Diablo Dimes. We're talking Storyville, balladeering, Dixie Box car riding, funeral stomping, tear jerk moaning, frolic jumping, moonshine, hollering, blues. Can you believe I just said all that in my scribble? Anyways, he's here. You're going to want to make sure to catch that. Remember, you can find all these on our website at gentlemansavenue.com forward slash the lodgecast. You could tune in on iTunes, Google Play, social media. You can find us at the LodgeCast. So remember, not only do we have a podcast, which is the audio only portion, but we also have the vodcast, which is the video. So yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe you're tired of watching, you know, Dateline, Law and Order, America's Got No Voice, whatever it is, and you want to tune in and watch quality content. This is the place, man. And make sure you share and you repost all this stuff. So anyways, without further ado, let me introduce my guest, Mr. Diablo Dimes. Hey, man. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you, brother. Thanks for having me. Here we are. Here. Yes, sir. Hopefully the elevator ride wasn't too bad, was it? No, not at all. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no nausea, you know? You know, we, you know if you're going to be up in the penthouse suite, we wanted like the smoothest ride. You know what I mean? The... The guy in the restroom giving you the mint, the towel, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Hey, you spare no expense <laughs> here, man. So I'm glad you made it out here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks for having me, man. I am um, I just played L.A. last night, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, it uh, you know, it's only, I think it's uh, you know, more than convenient mm-hmm. to uh, drop in, do this thing with you. So how was it last night? It's great. It's a, you know, it's a holiday weekend show, so it was a little... A little odd, I think, at mm-hmm. times, but um, it was cool. Uh, place in Hollywood, uh, Harvard and Stone, mm-hmm. and uh, played there with with my good, you know, friend uh, Stephen L. Ray, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a San Diego cat, and uh, he's also my bass player from the Bloodhounds, my, mm-hmm. my old California band. So it was, uh, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, because your music, your your style of music, it's. I mean, I know I just read off this. I don't know, maybe five, ten word, uh, you know, southern, uh, <laughs> I don't know, terminology mm. of the music. But it's, it's. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's probably so many cliche words that have been used. Rootsy, folksy, ragtimey. Yeah. But the response out there, I mean, has the response changed recently? Probably within the last five, ten years of people? Or is it pretty much still the same crowds? I think for the most part, still the same crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think what I do as a songwriter mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, doesn't cater to to the average everyday ear, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think as of lately, uh, p- 
people have kind of opened up to the the style of uh, old timey music, if you will, or nostalgic, you know, types of of uh, songs mm-hmm. um, that bring you, you know, take you back. Uh, but yeah, when I first started doing this, I was, um, you know, I definitely, definitely uh, uh, stuck out. I think a little different, but I think I think uh, you know when I when I play out, I still get the same crowd I've always had, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. You know, a lot of a lot of that crowd stuck with me for years, and and um, you know those are the people really that go out and buy the music, and they could care less about uh, you know how how you know how big it gets. I think they just dig it for mm-hmm. what it is, you know. It seems like culture is changing. I don't know if it's because maybe the world is a fucking mad, mad place to be in right now, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes you're just like, is this shit for real? Like yeah. that, you know, people are paying $15 for avocado and toast. And, you know, uh, I don't know, man. You think they're trying to get in touch with something they think is real? I mean, I don't know. It's a scary place to live, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for me, I, I live in rural Virginia mm-hmm. now with with my family, my wife and kids, and it's uh, you know, it's a different world mm-hmm. than what we're used to out there. Um, being that you know we're used to the to the big city, mm-hmm. but um, um, I think uh, at the end of the day. Uh, people like desperation and the way people are are just seem nowadays it's kind of everywhere you know i see it no matter where i go just uh edgy you know Mm -hmm. a lot of clash going on and uh yeah it's i i'm not sure what to make of it but uh you know if, if anything i think uh people as artists or songwriters should you know be able to to grab something from that and run away with it you know at least that's what i hope to do because <laughs> because you're right because music i think also not only does the artist but the sound also represents something to people it's more than just the the audible tone right it's they associate it with something specific and because i wonder about that because i see like right vintage stores are booming mm-hmm. you know i mean there's even people making stuff and then they make it look bad, you know, make it look old, yeah. right? Old cars. Yeah. I go to car shows and I'm like, man, I don't, you know, growing up, I don't remember people weren't, you know, driving rust buckets to a car show. And, right. you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's their thing. But I think there, there's, I don't know if culture today is becoming just so kind of like watered down that people are looking for in the past mm-hmm. through whether it's like your style music or barbering tattooing that they're trying to grab on to meaning yeah right yeah yeah it's it's a difference between like you're saying like putting a nice paint job on an old mm-hmm. ride or like a clear coat and <laughs> just you know leave it like preserve patina that, you know? yeah leave preserve that patina for its beauty you know but yeah man i you know when i listen to popular music don't even get me started i I just man i you know i can't stand the radio Mm -hmm. and um you know 10 15 years ago i would have been thrilled to be getting you know uh big time radio play and all that because i was just 
you know, I was young and starting out, but I've looking back now, I'm thinking, man, I'm, I got lucky. I kind of actually, you know, somehow dipped from all that hmm. and, uh, wound up more, more longevity. You know, I've, I've gotten to do what I do and not too many people hollering at me, uh, about, you know, how I should be doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I just kind of get to do it my way. And I think a lot of, a lot of what's going on today in culture is kind of, I think people are just pressured by expectations, you know, what's cool, what's not, mm -hmm. what, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, I think a lot of people aren't who they really claim to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's more, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a trend mm -hmm. or what, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely see it. And, you know, I got to agree with you on that. It's, <laughs> it's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. Maybe, maybe was that show called, uh, Amer American Pickers? Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Right. That they made it look cool to like have a mm. shitty looking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm really into picking myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have been for years. So when that show first came out, I was, I was really enjoying it. I was, mm -hmm. I was like, man, I wish, you know, wish I could do these, these guys are doing this for, for a job, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I, I definitely, the whole concept of it, I, I really, you know, I, I think like it's, it's somewhat genius mm -hmm. because so many people are, you know, living, you know, kind of through that vicariously. They, you know, they're man, wow. It's like, these guys are finding stuff. I didn't even know still existed, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's pretty cool. I think when you, someone like uh myself i really appreciate the, the, the vintage and the antique mm -hmm. and all that and just old shit you know yeah yeah i think that's something that's also lost too is like i don't know if you remember back in the days junkyards mm -hmm. right just junkyards had like cool shit there i mean it was it smelled like motor oil dirt grease you know yeah. but the soda that you bought there at the you know vending machine at the at the uh, junkyard always seemed to taste better i don't know why yeah. and it was coldest <laughs> <laughs> but the junkyard soda yeah you yeah. go and you you know whatever but yeah a friend of mine they the the show american pickers had contacted him he's a parts good dealer guy yeah. old car parts and he was like why do they want to come here they already know i got all this shit here yeah. like they just you know but needless to say it, it it's interesting to see that people are going back and rediscovering not only the music the style clothes dress yes it sucks because it kind of drives up the prices if you're you know for denim for different stuff that you know back in the days yeah you know 501s man they weren't that bad you know no. and all of a sudden it's like what they don't they even sell like a doesn't levi's sell a period pieces like a uh, style now new? oh yeah yeah and they're like for hundreds of dollars i think yeah yeah, yeah. like whatever they don't have the bell bottom cut so i uh, know i i got some um you know, years ago, I I used to play this uh, ink and iron thing in, mm -hmm. in Long Beach, and there was a there was a cat that would show up there. I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure he's from Europe, mm -hmm. but he had a man. He had the craziest selection of all that stuff, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, back then to me that was you know I didn't realize that that they were making them new, but no one else had them at that time mm -hmm. that I knew of, mm -hmm. but I'd look forward to them every year and I'd get the, like the world war two buckle back, mm -hmm. uh, Levi's, you know, and, and the rigid denim and yeah. all that stuff that now you can, you know, pretty much find 
like you're saying, all the different periods they have. I mean, they got some <laughs> dating back to probably Civil War. Who knows? You mm-hmm. know, like way before they even came out. I don't know. But uh, but it is yeah. it is it is that thing like you were saying earlier about I think technology is good and bad in a way because it allows us to to be free from the media giants. Right. I don't have to ask NBC or CBS, hey, can can I even get a show? You know what I mean? I could just do it here on the 13th floor with your tallest building, right? Yeah. Um, but I think also at the same time, the marketing of stuff, you know what I mean? Whether it's salvage denim, which is cool, I, I think, but I it's just, it's blown up now to a point where it's just like, you know, only certain people from certain times or whatever, you know? I'm fine still having the same 501s from like 10 years ago. <laughs> my wife's like, wash them. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, yeah. See, that's my thing. I, I don't wash mine. I dry clean them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I wear them. That's as a long big as... secret for people in the know. You yeah, know, you just... yeah, yeah. You got to know that, right? And otherwise, they'll shrink on you. And and they'll bleed out all the... Mm-hmm, the dye. Yeah. And um, But yeah, that's... You know, I wear them as long as I can. I mean, they're literally stinking up the joint i'm spraying them with that uh you know they got that bounty stuff now and you know it's hilarious but you know i don't know if any of these kids know that you know like you're saying that's an old trick like the dry cleaning Mm -hmm. thing um yeah i trip out on millennials all the time you Mm -hmm. know but uh at the same time it's you know i'm constantly trying to learn from them Mm -hmm. because uh you know, I think once you hit 40, you realize like you're, you're not in the mix, really. You're, mm-hmm. you're kind of just trying to keep up at this point. Or becoming a salty bastard, you know, <laughs> looking back going, damn yeah. kids, what are they doing today? Yeah. Although suspenders, I'd like to see suspenders make a comeback. I mean, you oh, know, the overalls, man. overalls. Overalls, yeah. Overalls. Sus- uh, overalls are, are awesome. Yeah. You know, they're hard to find. But mm-hmm. I'm a big fan too. Mm-hmm. I'm a f- big fan of the overalls and the dicky coveralls. Mm-hmm. You know, those are cool too. I dig those. I mean that yeah. that's workman wear, right? I mean, it's real Americana. Maybe that's yeah. what this is. Maybe with the stuff we're talking about, whether it's the patinaed yeah. cars, mm-hmm. um, the denim, right? The cowboy, right? The yeah. Great West. Um, although avocado on toast, I don't get it. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> I have a thing. I think almost every show I bring up avocado on toast. Yeah, that's funny. I, I was just at a place yesterday in in, uh, in Silver Lake for lunch <laughs> with with my pal Stephen Ray, and um, they had the avocado and toast on the menu. And she she the waitress mm-hmm. rolled up, and you know she's real nice, and uh, I could tell she had a long day. And first thing she says to us is. I'm sorry, but we're out of the avocado. <laughs> Kid you not. Wait, was was it on Virgil Street by any chance? No, it was right on Sunset. Okay, okay. Um, you know, over there where it's blowing up now, mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of joints. It's like we were just trying to find a place where we could sit right up front and, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of shoot the shit, you know. And uh, I, I'd never been there, so no avocado. Right? She just broke your heart right off. Right the bat. off the bat, she got she cut straight to the chase and. And you know, apparently it's 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 a thing. It's a thing over there. No shit, huh? Yeah. No wonder my neighbor's got like a big avocado tree and he goes, Man, that's like three thousand dollars worth of avocados right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll I'll be there for support, man. You know what I mean? I'll catch anything that falls down when you're up there on the tree, but 
it still goes back to, I think the culture it's, it's trying to, to, I'm glad it hasn't got lost. Yeah. Right. Grunge hasn't made a comeback, knock on wood yet. Uh, you know, uh, what is the other one called? The, the hair metal bands. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, as far as I know, you know, I don't see guys walking around with like shirts ripped and long hair, you yeah. know, stuff like that. It's good because this is like traditional, like yeah. you said, Americano. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I think it's cool for some, someone like, like, like myself, I definitely benefit from you know, uh, a whole new generation that's into that. Mm -hmm. I think you know, uh, it's really up to me. I think to just get get it to them somehow, mm -hmm. get the product out to them. Because you've been doing this a while. Yes, I've been doing this a while. Um, you know, in in two thousand and two, mm -hmm. I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, uh, record a debut album as, as Diablo Dons. I, I'd been a musician before that, you know, years and bands and things, but um an album of my songs um yeah in 02 i i, I was uh i was out here in la and i mm -hmm. uh, recorded an album and uh produced by chucky wise who's a longtime la fixture uh you know just uh somebody i admire greatly a dear friend mm -hmm. um definitely a mentor and I, I think back then, you know, I didn't really realize I'd be doing it mm -hmm. for this long as Diablo Dimes. Um, you know, I, I, of course, everybody wants longevity, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and being a songwriter, I thought I could, I could write songs forever, you know, mm -hmm. but life is constantly changing and uh, it's really, it's really about, you know, being able to adapt mm -hmm. and, and being productive with it so i think I'm, I'm i feel very lucky and fortunate to still be doing this you know mostly usually my way you know mm -hmm. for the most part i you know there's always things you change about this and that and how you go about it but you know at the end of the day i have a clear conscience and so I what can, made you get into music i mean what i mean everybody likes music to some degree but <laughs> to, to actually you know venture out to say you know what I want to do this. Jeez, uh, as far back as I can remember, mm -hmm. um, I've always loved music. My parents love music. Um, my parents were Cuban. Mm -hmm. I'm Cuban, so there's a lot of musical culture there. Mm. Um, you know, my dad was a musician, top it off, and a poet, and uh, so I grew up with that. And um, I think uh, you know, at 13, is when I discovered you know that i wanted to play music and uh, i funny i started off with drums i think most kids especially cuban kids are drawn to that mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so uh you know the, the beat uh was just my calling you mean and congas you were doing congas or drums drums drum drums okay, okay. But i any beat would you know set me off and mm -hmm. um uh i soon after you know my, my old man being a guitar player and uh, he played more flamenco gypsy jazz stuff and mm -hmm. um of course back then i didn't appreciate that stuff but I, it was there it was in my household and and i got to i got to hear it a lot and uh sure enough i was you know in no time i was i was playing guitar by ear and just trying to learn all the you know records that that uh that i heard as a kid you know you hear 
all types of music. You're constantly mm-hmm. back then. It was a lot different, you know. But I had friends who had great taste in music, and and I got to hear a lot of really cool stuff from you know punk to rock to metal to mm-hmm. you name it and classics. You know, I remember watching Hendrix, uh, Monterey Pop mm-hmm. Festival. That just blew me away. I was 13 when I first saw that. Isn't that when he was that when he lit the guitar? On yeah, fire? yeah. That was like you know, yeah. that was really kind of left a you know quite the impression. It was just like wow, you know, that's mm-hmm. obviously you know that's a whole other level, you know. But when now just being a kid, you kind of then I realized later on, it just like became a standard. Like that was wasn't a big deal. But you know, I think I I always had an appreciation for um for for you know throwback acts like that and not throwback acts but just classics you know appreciation mm-hmm. for for cats who've done it like pioneers of of rock music and like my dad was a big fan of Chuck Berry and mm-hmm. the Beatles and the Stones and so I always had an appreciation for that stuff and um naturally with me I always like to dig up where things come from Mm-hmm. So that's my curiosity, and sure enough, I, that's how I discovered the blues. I think where where I went and f- try and dug up the influences that these rock bands mm-hmm. came from. You know what, what influenced them, and and then uh, sure enough, I stumbled dead on to what pretty much what I've been doing for years now. It's really I keep going back too. It's crazy. I'm. You know, I'm like I'm I I can go back as far as early 20th century and still kind of connect to it and mm-hmm. relate to that sound. You know? I wonder if it's it's uh, something that I know Carlos Santana. You know, he's real like metaphysical type stuff. His thinking, but he talks about like this universal tone. It's like does music when you hear like yeah, you could go back and you hear Robert Johnson. And you're going that doesn't that's not contemporary sounding at all. Right. But you hear it, and it resonates something within the person to go. It, it were you drawn to it? Yeah. Right. Uh, John Lee Hooker. You hear him, you know, and you're just like something about the tone. Yeah. Draws, and maybe today that's why, whether it's millennials or or people and whatever Gen Xers or whatever, I don't even know all these damn categories, but it, you know, people in general and human beings, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh are drawn to the music yeah absolutely i think people love music you know and mm-hmm. music is in in my you know to me it's always been the universal language and i think no matter what if someone you know gives me something a chance there's a good chance they're gonna you know you're, you're gonna is there something in there you're mm-hmm. gonna find that attracts you to it you know mm-hmm. you may have to dissect it a little bit but it's there and um yeah when i when i hear that old like someone like robert johnson man i mean to me that's uh it's timeless and it's just so honest and and the you know robert johnson is obviously like a early guitar hero mm-hmm. um but there's something about that style of music that is just all you know it's like it's all laid out for you there's mm-hmm. there's no there's nothing hidden about it. There's nothing, I think, as, uh, you know, someone like myself who reads very little and writes very little music, you mm-hmm. know, it's, for me, it was, it was, you know, that sound, 
um, just kind of, you know, there's something so pure and simple about it. Mm. Where I think as a musician, you either get it or you don't, you know. And and for me, it just felt natural. Because a lot there. of those guys, they lived crazy lives. I mean, you mentioned yeah. Hendrix, Johnson, even I'm thinking like Lead Belly. It, yeah. it was, it, you know, being that life is, is kind of a fast paced. I don't know if all of them, you know, every blues player, you know, but it, you live a, a crazy lifestyle for yourself mm-hmm. in being a musician, touring and playing. Uh, have you gotten any of those experiences where you're like, you know what? I was getting a little too ahead of myself here. Um, you know? Yeah. That, well, that was like, I think that's, that's a big part of where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, I did live that life mm-hmm. and, um, man, I, I definitely paid the price too. You know, I'm, I feel very, very fortunate to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I think my heroes obviously, you know, for me, that was an open invitation to go and, and live that lifestyle and, and abuse and um definitely have you know too much fun with it and mm-hmm. and uh you know i think i think it was life was different back then mm-hmm. you know and um and I, it took me a, a a long time to realize that that mm-hmm. in order for me to be you know successful this day and age or or even uh, you know like functionable as a as somebody like you know a husband a parent you know it's mm-hmm. i couldn't do that forever you know and can't be the not everybody could be the rolling stones right or uh, keith richards uh, yeah yeah i mean how many keith richards are are really you know uh how many people are allowed to do that you know but uh it it's um you know it it just comes with that there's something about blues and jazz mm. and um and where it comes from that it's um you know it's almost like they just go hand in hand Mm. you know it's just it's rowdy music when you think about it it's very very provocative music Mm. and and for me that's how i came up with the diablo dimes thing Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's that stage name for me it's it's a you know it's it's tough to pull off at times now that i've got I'm going on 10 years sober and, and it's uh congratulations. Thank man. you. Thank you. I just, you know, I've, it's uh I definitely write from a different perspective now, mm. you know? And I think that was a thing with, with I, the, initially the Diablo Dimes thing was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm living this shit. You know, yeah. I, I do it for real. There's no whiskey you know, bottle in one hand, guitar in the yeah, other, you know? Yeah. And you know, unbeknownst to me, you know, it's like, life had other plans you know i was it was gonna things were i was either gonna you know uh go out with uh you know how they say um cliche jim morrison style yeah yeah, yeah. and and I, I really feel like i dodged that somehow and you know um it it's a, a lot of a lot of i think a lot of artists make that mistake they get caught up in in um their reputation or or what their expectations might be as an artist or you know something as silly as your name could mm. really drive you to keep that that persona yeah. that persona that ball rolling mm-hmm. and you know i think i i think for, 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 for me you know uh it's just a matter of of 
owning up to responsibilities in life, you know. That's good because it, there's probably a lot of people out there, whatever, even if it's their social media thing, whatever, I got 80,000 followers, so I got to like show I can, you know, swallow this squash in one throw, you know, or something stupid, you know, yeah. but they're living after others' expectations versus like, how do you feel? I, I, we were talking about Omar Romero earlier, mm-hmm. and I remember Omar said the story about how after playing Viva one year and you know, of course, everybody's hyped and, you know, did you know, hey, Omar, whatever. And him being so drunk and then pulling over in some dirt road and just throwing up all over himself. And I remember he's, that's when he started to go like, I'm done. Like, I can't live this way. Yeah. And not everybody first comes to that conclusion and can second is actually admitted right. to others to go, yeah. hey, you know what? Uh, this isn't the rock star lifestyle. Like, you're going to burn out and maybe the results will be permanent. Right. And for you, it sounds like, you know, 10 years ago, your life changed and wife and and child now and for the better. I I definitely, yeah, I came up on that same crossroads as Omar. I I, I found myself just a broken man, Mm. you know, about to lose everything. And, And that's when you hit bottom, that's when you know, man, you either pick yourself up and and do what you have to do which you know, no one wants to do that you know i i mean i love being drunk i love being mm-hmm. high you know but mm-hmm. um i knew that that was you know that was going to be that was it for me you know i had to i i i quit everything cold turkey damn even smoking cigarettes i used to smoke and i was like no man this this is this is part of it now too it's it's all got to go so uh you know uh i think we're the lucky ones Mm. you know in in ways when i first got sober it it took me a long time to come around to that you know um i had i mentioned chucky wise earlier he's he's my sponsor wow so here's a cat when i met him he had nearly 30 years sobriety i believe or you know, mm-hmm. it was it was crazy. It was like I didn't even know that was, you know, possible. Wow. So, um, it, it's just uh, you know, it uh, sadly, you know, most people who like you know, who do what I do and get caught up in it, I don't think, you know, I don't think they. Um, a lot of times, you just don't see that. You're just. You're just kind of rolling along. It's you're on automatic, mm-hmm. you know, and and like you said, it's at you know before it's too late, and uh, you know, and then that's it, you know. But every once in a while, um, you get you know the lucky ones uh, that you do get, you know, you see that light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's what I feel every day. I feel very lucky. Yeah. on this side of the dirt you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it, it it's crazy because nowadays it just seems i don't know maybe if the media or social media makes it more prevalent but substance abuse and suicide it's like there's a lot of not only culturally is there a lot of uncertainty and chaos like you mentioned earlier about chaos mm-hmm. but there's like despair and maybe through music or people maybe associating with a different time period of america to find themselves and who they can be to be good to make the choice because these are all choices you're talking yeah. about becoming sober 
Mm-hmm. That was a choice you you made based on what the information you had in front of you. Like, okay, well, fuck. Like the crossroad situation. Right. It's a choice. It's not like you're pulled down one way or the other. Yeah. It's to change your life. And maybe there's people out there now struggling with, who are listening to this or watching the podcast, are struggling with alcohol or substance pills just because the doctor gives it to you. That or depression, anxiety. Oh, there's a lot of stuff, yeah. but that maybe they could look and be, you know, to go, hey, look, it's it's not about the fast-paced life. It's not about drowning out your issues with substances, yeah. but by making the choice. Right. I mean, your life is better, like you said. It's Oh, man. You know, and a lot of times, I, I mean, you know, in my case, I needed a real kick in the ass, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it took me a long time. After I became aware, I had a, a problem. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to actually uh, be able to take that on. I think you know, as a man, mm-hmm. and and uh, and accept that for for reality. I think I was running and hiding for a long time. You know, I I'd go on these short little, you know, two three weeks here and there, clean and sober, and I felt great. You know, it was like six months, I felt like a teenager again, and you know, and then of course, you know, the inevitable. <laughs> yeah. And um and it was just about, it was like that for a long time, you know. There's a lot of struggle involved, a lot of demons. Mm. Um, I think a, a a good support group is 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 essential, I think, for people mm. in recovery. Um and a lot of people don't have that. You know, I think uh especially artists, they they kinda tend to you know, be hermits a lot of times and they get caught up in just doing their own thing and and uh, they don't feel that support from most people, you know? And, and I think I was lucky I had I had family to really support and, and kick my ass. Yeah, because maybe some people think, oh, the fans aren't going to follow me no more. They're going to think I'm, a, you know, whatever, yeah. that I suck now and I'm not the, they're not living vicariously through me. You know, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've played. Where, where have you played? You played internationally? No, you know, I've, uh, I've. Most people can't believe this, but I've never been played Europe, mm. and uh, that's my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. I think as an artist, mm-hmm. as the Apple Dimes, I've, you know, uh, look, I distribute my music through uh, CD Baby, mm-hmm. and that's like a global thing, and. And and looking at their their stats for me, um, that's always been my market. Mm-hmm. Let's say seventy five percent of my market's out there. Wow! And so obviously I've got you know I got some some work to do. I think as far as uh, you know getting there and setting up a, a real tour and, and paying some dues. Really, mm-hmm. you know I've I've played all over this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm one of the those people that can brag about. You know, I've I've been to every single state. You know, oh wow, really? Yeah, I've rambled, and um, you know, you you eventually, you know, you eventually realize there's there's a whole other world out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think for me because I've, um, I haven't been somebody who's been well off most of my life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Europe was always a long shot for me. Mm. and uh it's uh that's my one regret man i've i've got to make it out there and, and i gotta play and there's i get people asking me all the time when are you coming to play here it's you know it's come on it's been too long 
you know, mm. and and I feel them, and I apologize to those folks because I know they've been extremely patient. Mm. Um, pretty much since I did the Miami Ink thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was kind of like uh, that was a long time ago, but it it put me out there. So wait a minute, you what? what tell me about that. I'm not. I'm not oh, following oh, you. Oh, uh, well, in 05 and 06, I was on season one and two as a guest, and I got tattooed on the show. Okay. And I got to do a little thingy, you know, kind of like this, and tell the world a little bit myself. And it was mostly about the tattoos, though. You know, I got mm-hmm. I got uh, a tattoo season one, and I came back, asked me back for two. And and um, that was really through my sister. She worked at the show at the time, and uh, my brother-in-law, they they both worked at that shop in Miami, so mm-hmm. it was real convenient for me to just kind of roll in there and yeah. you know do my thing, and and uh, it was great exposure. Um, I I you know I think I I think back now, and that was you know a lot was going on in my life at that time. I was struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. alcoholism, and and my you know my my firstborn had just arrived, and it was really. Uh, uh, turbulent time of my life a lot was going on but there was uh, a lot of opportunity for me there mm. and um i think a lot of those people especially overseas you know are, are wondering you know whatever happened to that guy mm. you know they saw it years ago and and they're probably wondering why i didn't seize that moment you know that opportunity so it's it's long overdue and it's something i i gotta you know well, hopefully there's any promoters out there listening, man. They're able to, to reach out to you, man, and, you know, make it happen. There's a lot happening in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. And it's really, they, you know, they have an appreciation for, I think, for, for real music out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they love live music, and they have an appreciation for, for uh, differently than we do here, for American music. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they're, they're, I think it's just their... Uh, I must be their market. I don't know, but it's, you know, it's something that I, that I know I could, I could do well in and benefit from. And, and I think as a, as an artist, uh, you know, you'd, you'd really be missing out if, if, uh, if I, or I would be missing out if I weren't to pursue that, you mm-hmm. know? So right now you're, you do playing, you do touring gig, right? Here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quit touring mm-hmm. for real since you know family life and i'm really a for the most part i'm a full-time dad you know mm-hmm. uh, my wife works like crazy and you know we're uh we're just regular folk for the most part you know i i got a little thing called juke and junk mm-hmm. that i try and pick and trade and i'm really into uh pick and trade and selling old vintage instruments mm-hmm. you know um like on your website or where, where do you do that? Where, where can people find that stuff at? Um, I used to not do it through Instagram for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's called Juke and Junk. So that's the handle, Juke and Junk. Yeah, Juke and Junk Shop. Juke and Junk Shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't have an actual shop. You know, I had a garage in the back of our farmhouse that I was mm-hmm. kind of trying to turn into that for a while. And I thought, well, this is something I could do on the side. Then we ended up doing an Airbnb with our with our old farmhouse. So so you guys live like when you said rural, you mean like farm rural? Yes, sir. Not just like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we live in rural. I mean, America, where where most people never even bother you get, stopping. You know, you guys have animals. 
we don't have animals, but it's something that's very, you know, we're still city folk, I think. <laughs> uh, but I think where we are, it's very, yeah, it's our neighbors have horses and cows and, you know, you name it, chickens. What? It's everywhere. You, know? you guys get hooked up with warm, fresh milk. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they have got it all. I mean, it's, damn. you know, milk, eggs. Where did you grow up at? Where did you guys, you know, you said city, but. Yeah, I grew up in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, okay. St. Paul. Oh, yeah, so this is a lot different. Yeah, and you know, and I've lived in all these cities. I lived out here for a long time. I lived mm-hmm. in New York City a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in these big metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. really, for the most part. Um, just, I, I, I've lived, you know... I lived in so many places that um, I think there was, a, you know, the idea of settling down in a completely different place like that in rural Virginia, hmm. Shenandoah Valley, to be exact, Mark, uh, really was, uh, you know, for me, uh, after settling down and, and you know, the party was over with, I thought, you know, this this would be the kind of thing I could do and, and hopefully be productive, you know, as a writer and uh and just be, you know, just be more grounded, I think, mm. with with you know, with the simple life, you know. That sounds awesome, man. That that's <laughs> like it's just I I'm sitting here like imagining just like yeah. man, just everybody in this life wants peace, right? You know, I don't know any dummy that's out there going, no, I want total fucking unrest in my life. You know, (laughs) I just want all the time, you know, hate the traffic, hate driving down the street, hate the noise, hate the pollution. But to be able to have that opportunity and and a lot of it is probably because you decided in your life that, you know, what substance abuse and and addiction, you were going to change that in your life. And it sounds like, you know, things turned yeah and, you know you have to i think you have to embrace that you know as 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 an individual you know mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong i i really a lot of times i i get i'm real active mm-hmm. so i'm always doing something and i i miss the hustle mm-hmm. i miss the hustle especially the big city hustle you know that that for many years that kept me going it kept me afloat mm-hmm. and um where where we live now, it's a different hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's still real, but it's different. You yeah, know? it's a different pace. It's laid back, you know. But we, you know, my wife's from out here, and we really miss it here. You know, mm-hmm. we we come out every chance we get. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Um, and they can find you. I'll put up their website so they can see it. Um, it's diablodimesmusic.com. Yes, there sir. you'll be able to find out all your information, your songs, your when you're touring. Mm-hmm. If they want to contact you, they can uh, for press and whatnot. Um, they can find that and you keep that updated, right? I do, I do. Yeah, there's uh, there's that page, the website. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, another page, uh, Reverb Nation. It's mm-hmm. another website that that I use. Um, obviously, you know, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Instagram, all that the given stuff. I you know, I try and stay active on that. And, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those things too, where like, you know, keeps you young, whether you like it or not, you, you know, you gotta stay in that mix. Mm, yeah. yeah. Use it as a tool and not reality. Yes, sir. 
Kids yeah. these days, I'll tell you. I, anyways. Uh, All right. So you brought your guitar and your harmonica along. Um, yeah. Talk, t- talk about the few songs you want to play. And um, Oh, man. Um, well, uh, yeah, I've got a new album that I've been working on religiously. It just... You know, in fact, I have about two new albums that that need to come out mm-hmm. somehow. Um, but you know, uh, um, I'm disappointed that I'm here today, and and I don't have uh, mm. I don't have either one of them ready to go. Um, I'm 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 pretty set on putting out a single mm-hmm. uh, prior to the release, just kind of to put it out there. And uh, but I really haven't decided on what you know what I'm going to put out, and it's just kind of you know it's a lot of that going on right now mm-hmm. and, and i'm i'm really caught up in the trying to like the creativity of it the i guess the the production of it mm-hmm. you know but um you know i i have uh i have a, a pretty big catalog and uh and um yeah i you know i still love playing uh stuff from from you know way back to you know the latest i feel like the the last record i did was uh definitely like a concept that was like a jug band record mm-hmm. and i feel like that record kind of missed out on uh on a lot of uh the stuff that other the other albums got you know like videos and things like that mm-hmm. it's just different production bigger budget so you know if anything i i'd you know i'd i'd feel more compelled to push that last album where i felt it kind of got you know got mm-hmm. dissed a little bit but uh but i'll see if i can you know if i can muster up a, a new song to uh or whatever i, I know you're gonna keep yeah. the you know <laughs> you want to keep your cards close to the chest but any other stuff you know you want to go ahead and play give a little background of what what you know what the song's about and whatever and whatnot and yeah i'll shut up over here all right well yeah that that last album i did the hoodoo serpentine blues um it's only out on vinyl but of course you can buy it on apple and all that and um i i feel that that's probably my most underrated music that i've put out and uh i was really just it's all original songs i was trying to capture um you know the 30s um you know ragtime blues kind of thing that that's you know so you know heavily influenced i think my my catalog for for music listening you know it's like all that stuff just kind of sunk in my head and and i ended up writing a lot of songs that that fit in that genre so i i did that jug record and uh and you know i think uh being that I have this particular guitar with me um, today, um, I think I'd think it'd be more most fitting to, you know, do a couple of those. Yeah. We good? Yeah, we're good.
brown bag, them gabardina blues, boy. This is the brown bag, the brown bag, them gabardina blues, boy. This is the brown bag, the brown bag, them gabardina blues. So let me tell you something, I tell you something. You just don't understand, gal. You're doing your shimmy, sham, shimmy with your other man, gal. You bring your tears on with you and drink that mojo brown. Definitely, I, I could definitely see, man. Just the the the, the tone, mm-hmm. you know, the, not just the music itself, like the actual instruments, but it's also like, you know, when you're singing, you know, there's something, uh, you know, it taps into the human soul, man. Yeah, you thank know. you, thank you. And I think probably even the lyrics is like some we could relate to some of this stuff, you know. I mean, unless <laughs> somebody's lived the charm life, and you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, that tune. I mean, it's pretty obvious, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's funny, my, my, my kid, you know, my boy's seven, and he that's his favorite, that's his jam, you know, mm-hmm. and he has no idea what it's about, but <laughs> he doesn't care, you know, he's still feeling it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I think that's that's really most rewarding about songwriting, mm-hmm. um, is that different folks can interpret it differently, you know, mm-hmm. and I've I've actually never... Um, laid out lyrics on a sleeve before mm-hmm. for albums, so it's always a mystery. I get I get really funny stuff from assumptions from people at lyrically what I write, you know, because they have no idea really. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping to one day, uh, maybe put out like a lyric. Like I have a little lyric book published or something, mm-hmm. you know, 
and I think that would clear up a lot of the controversy that <laughs> um, you know, a lot of folks can't even under, understand what I'm saying. No, you know, so uh, I think that would clear things up a bit. Uh, no, and it, but it does. It, it just definitely taps into the, you know, like I said, it, it's when you hear music, it 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 does speak on so many levels of just the instrument, the beat, the tone, the lyrics that, you know, take you to another place in another time, man. I mean, just the same way, like scent, right? Fragrance. You could smell something and boom, you're yeah. like there. Music, I think, is the same way. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, see, so you put your... Yeah, I got that cave on and I was thinking of playing you another one from, from Hoodoo, mm-hmm. Serpentine Blues and... um and uh, I don't know how much time we've got here, but uh, yeah, I should probably just start knocking them out for you here. And... So uh, this tune's an eggshell ragged. It's a funny story. It's about uh, two parties that I know that that constantly, uh, uh, you know, they're great friends, but they 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 live in this this uh, their own world. Um, where, um, it's really, it's like a, like an ongoing feud that they have. So it's really, this is my take from, it's pretty, pretty hilarious, but they're, you know, both parties are, are great friends. And, uh, just, uh, I came up with this tune and, uh, you know, they, 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 both parties dig it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good with them. I'm almost set. Jumping, 
wore your highbrows Which you know I was always your ballin' Walking on eggshells I got a fever, you're mistreater With all your money, lots of honey Slow that come around Walking on eggshells Slow that come around Walking on eggshells I was thinking about as you were playing I was thinking how much does music become like a social commentary you know on life whether it's uh-huh. relationships like you know that that the saying walking on eggshells you know yes sir <laughs> most people at the pulse can go I relate right right you know uh yeah and you know and this one has um you know once again it could relate in so many ways I mean it could be like a desperation relationship it could almost be humorous mm-hmm. in some occasions, you know, but, um, yeah, we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's probably the music that continues to, to resonate with people is stuff that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't listen to radio, but I, you know, I'll see stuff on TV, whatever. And I'm just like, sometimes I have no fucking clue what they're saying at all. <laughs> like, they just have like a simple hook or something and a catchy beat and you know, the woman's gyrating. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> you know, I just wonder like, is that what music is lacking is the sense of, I mean, it doesn't have to be deep stuff. Like, you know, the meaning of life, you know, unlocked in a song, but I think just like an observer, do you think you're an observer of life? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I really have just great um, appreciation. I think for for um, any um, inspiration that I can gather. You know, I think mm-hmm. as you grow older too, as a writer, you realize that um, you know you're not always just knocking them out flowing you know Mm -hmm. so i've struggled a lot with with uh pace and and you know just being productive on a regular basis and i've also you know developed less tolerance i think for people um that have nothing to say you know or or nothing to offer me as a listener you know and there's so much of it Mm -hmm that I feel like my tolerance has just gotten, you know, grown <laughs> just shorter and shorter. It's just, uh, not only in music or like in life also, like I in your relationships life in general, yeah. you know, um, I mean, I find myself a, a, a lot more patient. I think as a human, mm-hmm. I can put up with a lot more, uh, than, than I used to, you know, I think I've always been somewhat of a hothead, but you know, that, I, I could definitely deal with stuff now, but music is always kind of hit a, you know, it's like a, almost like a sensitive chord with me. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's usually hit or miss, mm-hmm. you know, I either dig it or I don't. And, um, 
and there's just so much so much crap out there right now that for the most part it's very um it's very little to look forward to you know i think when you've been doing this for a long time too you get some some kid that just rolls up and and is trying to you know tattooed face yeah. yeah yeah he's trying to prove something to you you know he's gonna have to do a whole lot better than you know just showing up for five minutes and trying to sell me a his jingle you know mm. and i think that that just comes with age i think for for most people you know i think that's i think i guess as you grow older you grow wiser and and things are become more precious you know mm-hmm. does your son does, you said your, your son's seven years old does he play anything or is he <laughs> yeah that kid uh that both my kids are i think are musically uh, talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my, my son is definitely leans more towards percussion mm-hmm. right now. And my daughter, she's 12 now. And, um, oh, we know her name is Sophia holiday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, um, turns out she loves Billy holiday and she plays a lot of piano and mm-hmm. she, you know, she plays guitar. And, and, uh, so she's really, just you know blossoming i think as as a you know hopefully a songwriter you know but she loves music and she's mm. i think it's come to her really just you know kind of like i think i didn't i didn't want to push it on my kids because i know what a hard life i've had doing it mm-hmm. and i wasn't like well this is what you should do you know yeah. um I, I don't like people to do that to their kids they just assume they should be what they are mm-hmm. Uh, especially if things haven't gone as planned for you, mm-hmm. you know, you should really let, let them kind of figure it out on their own and, yeah, yeah. and find, find what, what their, you know, calling is. So I feel like both my kids have that calling though. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So it sounds like it's passed on from your father to you and to your children and yeah. And that yeah. you're still here. You're still around to, you know what I mean? To that your life didn't uh, take a tragic turn and. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny because, you know, it, it took me like, you're, it, you know, that's unfortunately that, you know, that's something that I think was right around the corner for me, that tragic turn. And, mm. and it took me a long time to realize that, to realize that I've dodged a few bullets and, you know, I'm lucky that I get to kind of, I get to witness this, you know, my kids growing up and mm-hmm. uh hopefully i get to you know teach them my craft you know mm-hmm. if they're into it you know and the morals too i think there's a lot to it too you know like the lifestyle that you're leading now it's there's a lot more uh meaning and substance than just you know because kids sometimes i don't know if they understand like my son i don't know if he gets it like you know he's <laughs> like the people that i'm around that he's around and you know yeah. he's been around some pretty cool people you know and I just think it just, they just don't, to them, it's just life. It's not yeah. like. How, how old's your son? Uh, I have my four, my youngest one's the four. Oh, but yeah. He so was. He's, he's like a sponge. Oh, man. He, he yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah. He's, he doesn't get it. You know, he's, he doesn't understand, you know, but he's just enjoying it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They just, it's amazing. They just like take it all in, man. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're sponges and, and, you know, they, that, that's the thing my kids really just surprise me all the time how much mm-hmm. they know you didn't even realize they knew but it's like you know? crazy because it's like a chance to 
to go life life is whatever you decide your mm-hmm. choices what you know you don't have to be the whatever uh, scientist or you don't you could do whatever you want you can live whatever dream you choose as long as you work hard at it and you know which you know as a yeah. musician i mean yeah. it's not you know, for me to be up here on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building, you know, it took a lot of work, man. You know, bet, it, it yeah. just didn't happen just because I, I wanted it to. Right. Or, you know, entitlement nowadays. Right. That that's no life is is not fair. Right. Life is not fair. No. But it's being able to. It's not. It's not. And, and that's I think that's a problem with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get it. They 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 don't realize that they just especially now with all the technology mm-hmm. and all the bullshit that's out there. It's just, people just assume everything should fall on your lap. Give me a trophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did my kid get a trophy? You know, that's, that's a really common, mm-hmm. you know, scenario nowadays, real, you know, every kid needs a trophy mm-hmm. and uh, I don't get it. You know, when I was a kid, man, you got punched in the face, and, <laughs> you know, like get out of here, dude. You, yeah. you didn't, you didn't win, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a different world. And it's up to us to, to try and keep our, 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 you know, kids grounded mm-hmm. somehow. That's scary. And part of the, the grounding is, is your music. That's yeah. affecting a lot of people, you know, as you're out there, as your music's out there available mm-hmm. for people around the world. But, or if, when you do play, like you just played, last night and today you'll be playing in san diego yeah yeah tonight uh the ken club mm-hmm. in san diego um but oh yeah i just realized that, that i don't think listeners are gonna hear yeah. but uh yeah man it's um uh, you know it's uh it's really cool i think to to still do this and and reach an audience uh, no matter what, you know, and that well, that was why I'm I'm definitely grateful to be here. No man, thank you. Matter of fact, you having me. Mutual, uh, uh, Jacob uh, Coulter uh-huh. is the one that yeah that, uh, reached out to me. and was like, dude, you got to have him on, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, I've, yeah, and it's cool because I recently uh, he reached we just reached out to me out of the blue, but I've he and I go way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known that cat for you know I think nearly 20 years. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, hey, we met years and years ago in San Diego. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, there was something interesting in the water in San Diego, I think, a few years ago, yeah. because quite a few guys have, have come out, uh, barbers, musicians. Mm-hmm. In fact, Omar's from, oh, yeah. originally from, from okay. San Diego. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, man, so uh, do you want to play one more? Yeah, I'd like to uh, uh, leave you with a, a ballad that... Uh, uh, coincidentally, I think it's about life, and we've been chatting up life quite a bit. So uh, this is uh, this will be on on the new record, and um, the new record is really a mixed bag. It's a little bit of everything on there. Um, so this is just one of you know one one of the flavor, the many flavors I think on 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 the new stuff. So.
definitely played three different songs three different styles thanks very 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 very, um thank you you know it's 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 hard not to use those cliche words you know what i mean 
but it, it's stuff that that I I enjoy, man. It, it's I could see why you've been you, you know this style of music and, and you in particular, your music has has continued on, and the fact that you're your own songwriter too, right? Yes, sir. I mean that's yeah. becoming a lost it, it, thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it it is, and uh, you know I'm just uh, I'm grateful that I, I still uh, I get to do it, and I. You know, it's still, I'm still passionate about it. And uh, it's so easy in life to get lost and, and lose that, mm-hmm. you know, lose the passion. And, you know, um, I've, there's been times for me where I felt, man, you know, is it is it gone? Is it, you never really know, mm-hmm. never really know. But uh, I think if you stick to your guns and um, just uh, just pursue what you love in life, that's, that's my motto, man. I've always like, just follow your heart, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I mean, you know, my heart's gotten me in plenty of trouble, <laughs> but, you know, I think, um, I think it's gotten me through it too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that I get to do it. Yeah. So the future. So next year you're releasing your album. Um, you got an eye towards Europe. Um, yeah. Right? Um, they can find you on Instagram, Diablo Dimes. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then the other one is um Facebook. Facebook. Um you know, I have an artist page on that. Uh Reverb Nation. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to go for you know, shows and things. Um and obviously the, the you know, the website mm-hmm. is is probably my my uh longest solid tool that I've mm-hmm. I've had for you know, social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then thank you for coming by, man. Hopefully it wasn't too bad for you. Thanks, brother. No, no, I, I had a great time, man. Really. It's, you know, um, I'm, I'm just, just glad I made it. Thanks for the invitation. No, man, I'm glad yeah. you were able to to make it by. I know you you got to be uh, on your way, and I think you're going back uh, back home soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, uh, to head down to San Diego mm-hmm. tonight and uh, do a gig, and then I come back up. I fly back home out of lax yeah oh well thank you man thank you for for coming by so make sure you check out diablo dimes on instagram and uh, on his website diablodimesmusic.com so until next time be well my friends <laughs>